The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And hello to another wonderful episode of Bring Your Soul to Work. We're talking about you today. We're talking about your worth, which always means that we're also talking about your worthiness. And I got to tell you, there's two really big components to this. And one is internal and one is external. And I'm going to talk about both components, both factors of worthiness, basically claiming your worth, basically in your career, you ought to be making the most of your education, your expertise, and your experience. Unfortunately, for many of the women we work with, they don't know how to go about doing that. No one's ever really taught them, trained them, lifted them up, championed them, showed them the ropes. And so what happens is that our worthiness inside gets reflected on the outside and that doesn't typically change for a long time until something happens where you feel completely disrespected or you lose your job or you get fired or you get passed over for promotion or you're asked for a raise and it didn't happen. And now you're at a point where you can't take it anymore. This is usually the point where we have women book clarity calls with us. There's oftentimes a point where they basically are, that's enough. I'm not going to take it anymore. There's other people making more money than me. I need to do better than this. What's going on? I don't get it. Help me, Mo. On a complimentary clarity call, we break down what's really going on in your career and, and in the context of what you bring to the table. So if you don't have education, experience and expertise to up level, that could be the problem. If you have education, expertise and experience, then there's something else going on. And I want to give a shout out to two of our lovely clients who came through the unity radio and found me this way, Amy and Gloria, Amy joined our 12 week transformational kick-ass workshop uh, at the end of last year. And I actually got the absolute pleasure to meet her in person when I was in the um, greater Washington, D.C. area at the end of the year. And uh, shout out to Gloria, who is actively, actively interviewing at levels beyond her imagination. And now she is totally inside, up to speed with the education, expertise, and experience that she's brought to the table. And she knew it all along, but she was so frustrated that she wasn't able to, to exercise what her worth was in the outside world. And truthfully, after a while, she wasn't feeling aligned with her inner truth and her inner worth. And now she is rocking it. So shout out to those two beautiful women who uh, found me here on Unity Radio, took the leap to book their complimentary career clarity call. And by the way, you can do that yourself at mofall.com slash clarity. And when we take a look at what's going on in your career and the truth of what's really happening, and a lot of it's internal, 
And sometimes these conversations are the most in-depth conversation that you may have had with anyone for a while. We have a beautiful team of trained and expert and well-experienced career breakthrough strategists who will take care of you. And if we feel that we can fix what's going on um, and it seems like the right fit and you're ready to get coached and dive in, we'll talk about what that invitation to my workshop looks like. If not, it's no problem. Uh, many of our ladies we talk to, it's not the right fit and we give them another strategy and sometimes another coach would be a better fit. So we, we, uh, provide all of that direction as well. It's a really a, a great opportunity for you to take a deep dive. I call it your career MRI because we do, we do the full, full scan of what's really going on. So shout out again to Amy, who's totally rocking it and her, she actually landed a new job and was, uh, a little nervous about repeating the same patterns of the past. And we really got her to feel really super awesome about herself and really rocking it. And, um, so shout out to Amy and Gloria. So knowing your worth, knowing your worth is an inside job. It really is doing the homework on your external worth is really important. But if the external world is going to value you higher than where you are right now, what do you do then? Now that you know that you're underplaying and underemployed and being underpaid, now what do you do? Well, chances are there's some inside reasons why you are below market. I got to say, it's not very common that I come across a woman on a clarity call or in our 12 week transformational workshop who has been overpaid. It's, I mean, I could say never, never has that happened. Most of the time, what women find themselves in the situation of being overeducated for their role, overexperienced and over expertise for what they're getting paid. And the market is usually well placed ahead. And this is especially true if a big chunk of your career has been at the same company, because oftentimes if you don't change companies, you're not getting that lift of that next level because many, 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 many companies are not in the business of paying people that they know are going to stay there too much more money. In most of the companies that I've been with personally and that I've experienced this with my over 700 clients over the past almost six years has been that they'll give you a, maybe a 10% bump for a promotion or maybe even 20%. But a lot of companies have trouble with that level of increase. And so those levels of increase within your same company are pretty rare. Now it's doable. And many women who come through our workshop, if they're currently in a company and have pretty good standing there, we'll have them go through the process of internally going for a promotion and or a raise and seeing what we learn from that, uh, negotiation and, um, strategy. Your better bet again, to play the odds and to play the marketplace a little bit is to have a greater sense of your worth and then jump into a new company, a new opportunity, a higher level. So, um, We've got a caller. Let's take the caller. Um, Jillian, hello there. Oh, 
Hello there. Hi, Mo. Hi, how, how are, are you? you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. What's your question? What can I do for you today? It's nice to talk to you and have you here. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, to listen today just as just kind of listen in on as far okay. as strategy okay. of, of gotcha. when to, you know, how long to kind of, you know, when, when should a person kind of be making those next steps, you know, to kind of, to kind of gotcha. keep elevating themselves. Okay. Happy to, happy to answer that question. Thanks for the, for the question. So here's, here's the, the best career path. The best career path really is making a career move every three to five years. And it could be shorter. Um, the higher up you go, the more strategic it is. But if you've been in a role for three to five years and you've been doing a good job and you're, you know, basically rocking it, um, there should be movement forward within that three to five year period of time. Now, if you're get, getting started in your career, it would, would look a little bit more like a five-year period. But there's a lot of, well, then this, well, then that. If you've achieved a significant milestone uh, contribution to the company and it's been, you know, notable for the company or the department, uh, five years may not be necessary. So we can, we can sort of consider that each level of your career is a bit of an apprenticeship. So each upstep, you got to learn the ropes of that upstep, which means politically navigating it and, and having the knowledge and the expertise embedded in you so that that current job is easy and mm -hmm. fluid for you. And then you're ready for the next move up. Now, some companies love keeping people in roles that they're in, that they're good at. As a matter of fact, it's pretty common for a company to say, Hey, you're really good at this role. You're doing great. And, and perhaps even advancing in your competency and contribution. So the company's looking and saying, yeah, this is going really well and you're advancing, you're doing this, but there may be only incremental advances for you in that company. And you may be doing more and they may be liking you and maybe putting you on a project over here or there to kind of test what might be new and, and better for your next move. But you yourself have to be the judge of how rapid you want your career to, uh, to escalate. And I would say that within a three to five year period, you should be thinking about the next move. It could be shorter. So if you consider a move within your company and there's not that possibility, you may have to look outside and see if there's something better than what you have currently, uh, whether that be exposure to new information, a different sector, perhaps, uh, maybe a company that's more thriving, um, perhaps where you'd get exposed to other things that would enhance who you are. So you always have to look at your career moves as adding value to your treasure chest, I call it. So if you consider your career a treasure chest of education, expertise, and experience, and you're constantly adding coins into that treasure chest, that's what you want to consider. Is that next career move going to add more coins in there? And a new title could add more coins, uh, an increase, a raise, a promotion, working for a more but noted, perhaps expert in your field or something like that could add coins, working for a um, a, a market leader versus a mid-market company 
perhaps would add more coins in your treasure chest. So if you're considering a career move, you have to consider what currency is coming your way for that career move. And again, oftentimes a move outside your current company is going to gain you the best marketplace advantage economically. Not always, but often. So, um, that would be my advice to you, Jillian. And, um, you know, an, an active, vibrant, thriving career looks like that with the steps every three to five years. Perfect. Thank you. All right. You got it. Rock and roll on that. And just speaking of the external factors, uh, your value and your worthiness really does have this two-sided equation, the external factors and the internal factors. And if you look at your opportunities in the marketplace, you want to consider um, the industry that you're in. Is it thriving? Is it growing? Is it struggling? So the industry. And then you mm -hmm. want to consider the sector that you're in. So let's say you're in the manufacturing industry. Perhaps manufacturing of auto parts might be slowing down, but perhaps manufacturing of healthcare devices is thriving and growing. So you might want to consider sector and what sectors are thriving and growing. Are you in a thriving and growing sector? Is your role in a thriving or growing sector? And then you want to consider the company. Not all companies thrive and grow when their sector or industry is thriving and growing. Some companies have management problems or cash flow problems, or they're over leveraged and they just can't expand at the pace that they, that they could be. So you really have to consider the industry, the sector and the company. And then when you have a, all those boxes checked and you're looking at the company, then within that company is the department that you'd be in something that's thriving and growing or is it in chaos or is it, uh, something that is going to be, you know, sunsetted over time. Um, an example would be, I guess, if you're in uh, the marketing area and you're in more of the printing side of things or, or publication side, perhaps that sector is getting a little bit of a hit where, um, perhaps 10 years ago, printing and things like that were just a little bit more robust. So you just want to make sure that you're, you're thinking through the external factors of how you can leverage your value. Because even though you might have the education, expertise, and experience and feel that there's more value to you for you to exert in the world, and indeed there may be, you've got to put it in the context of the industry, sector, and company that you would be going after or that you're in. And if you're in the, in the wrong spot, but you have all the right credentials, it's not going to feel right. And if mm -hmm. you have the wrong credentials, you're not going to be able to leverage them in certain areas. So there's what you bring to the table, education, experience, and expertise. And then there's the other external factor, which is the company, uh, the industry sector and company. You've got to consider all of those things. You may be ready for a big career move, but if your industry is going backwards. I mean, hospitality right now is, is having major challenges because of the pandemic. So if you're in the mm -hmm. hospitality industry, um, 
you may have some limited choices about advancing your career. You may just be concerned about getting a job back. Um, so that may not be an industry where you could truly leverage what you bring to the table. However, if you have expertise and experience in revitalizing some distressed areas in the hospitality industry, you may actually have more leverage than someone who's just kind of looking for a standard role. So it's all about what you bring to the table and what those areas and industries and sectors and companies are that you can get into and how they're doing. So, and that also is important when you're in the middle of interviewing and being able to negotiate salary and being able to put yourself in a position of being highly sought after, worth more, and what your ask is. Now, I go into very deep coaching on this in my 12-week kick-ass transformational workshop. Very, very deep, very specific. We consider all the variables, and there's a lot to be considered. But I do want you to understand, as we go into this show on your value and your worthiness, what those external factors are that are impacting the value that you're able to, to wield in the marketplace, because it's important to know that it's like understanding the cards. If you're playing a card game, if you don't know what a Jack or a 10 or a six or a four is worth or what, how that is played, you're not going to be able to play any card game. But once you understand what the cards mean, now you can play a card game as long as you understand the rules of that game. So exerting your worthiness in the marketplace is the same because it is a game. And some women I work with don't like to hear that because most women are raised and socialized and conditioned in a way of being not greedy, not, not asking for things. Um, there's a lot of things that we do as women in the marketplace that are based on our conditioning and not maybe based on the best ways to play the game. And a lot of women don't even like to use that word. Well, if I just work hard and contribute well, they should recognize that and I should get paid more. And that's a nice idea, but it's not how it's done. It's not how it's played. You might get super duper lucky and work in a company where that does happen. But you're going to, at some point, have to advocate for yourself, stand in for yourself as a powerful advocator, and ready yourself to ask for more responsibility, greater contribution, opportunities to make greater impact, and have greater influence in that company. Otherwise, you get stale or pigeonholed or left behind or taken for granted. These are common career problems and they're all in the category of being stuck. And why this happens is because a lot of women do not have the internal mechanisms of standing up for themselves, asking for more and expecting a positive response because a lot of women have been pushed back and told they can't. Now, not all women. Some women were raised in a way that it was go for whatever you want, ask for what you want, step into your power, you've got this, and go for it. 
that's perfectly fine. It's not the normal. It's not the usual. And I've met women who have already have all of that figured out and ingrained in who they are by how they were raised. And it's no one's fault. Every one of us is raised by certain adults who have ideas of the world and have ideas of what girls do and boys do and men do and women do. And, you know, we're still not at a point where the dialogue and the opportunities and the possibilities are consistently said the same for either genders. We're still not there. Um, I'm in the midst of watching the Hulu uh, series, Mrs. America. And if you're interested in a bit of contemporary history, I know those words don't go together, um, but Mrs. America is about the women's rights movement in the 60s, 70s, and, and early 80s. And it's specifically the story of how Gloria Steinem, uh, Bella Abzug, uh, Shirley Chisholm, and others were promoting and wanting the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, to get passed. And women who were more conservative and not interested in equal rights, like Phyllis Schlafly, was like the antagonist to advancing these rights. And so it's a very well-played-out drama. Uh, kudos to Kate Blanchett, who is the, the star. She plays Phyllis Schlafly. And she's also an executive producer, so I know she made this uh, series happen. I got to tell you, watching the, uh, I'll use the word, the replay of history vis-a-vis uh, -vis this TV show has me very upset. Because in telling the story, they, of course, are telling the story in all aspects of how women have been repressed, oppressed, uh, sexually harassed, uh, different expectations, different uh, size of doorways <laughs> being uh, allowed in. And it's making me sad and upset. Yet I know that this is a slice of history for women all over the world, even though this was uh, it's an American story specifically, women still, by and large, are not getting the message from the adults who raise them that they can step into their power, that they're worth something, and here's how to do it. So that's what I do for a living now, because in my executive career, I was extremely upwardly mobile. Um, I got tossed out of organizations by layoffs um, a couple of times, probably could be categorized as being fired, reorganized, or companies that went out of business or got bought out. Six times in my career, I lost my job due to some events. And each time I was able to advance my career and move into something that was giving me more external value and what happened is that I learned that I could do certain things and I, I'm a bit of an adventurous person. So my courage to do more and feel that I could handle more was never really my problem. But inside, I didn't feel fully in integrity and authentic because I had lost jobs, I had been passed over for promotions, I had been treated 
mostly like a typical uh, woman in the workforce in the day. And I started my career in 1983 as a young registered nurse at a big university health center. And as a nurse in those days, I had to get out of my chair if the doctors came around. So in my career alone, and doctors were usually males, uh, there were a few female doctors at the time. There's more now over the past uh, 35 years. I was still part of a significant difference in man, women, workplace problems, challenges, acceptability. And for the first 15 to 20 years of my career, I was the only or one of the few women involved in meetings, conversations, strategies, uh, et cetera. And I was marginalized, shut down, not paid attention to plenty of times. I found ways to overcome that, but the ways I overcame it, I pushed down the frustration and the anger. And so I repressed the true feelings I was having and I was allowing myself to have external success and doing my best to sort it out internally. But the external factors of my value were playing out pretty well. And I felt about eight to 10 years ago that I had gotten many things right on advancing my career. And I saw many women as colleagues or peers, et cetera, that weren't. And so now I'm helping women navigate their careers in ways that I did it, but we're speeding it up because I'm helping them create the true value, which is their internal value. And we'll talk about that after the break, but let me leave this for you while we go to the break. Your internal value is the biggest factor in your worthiness in what you're able to claim for your career. Now you have to have the external factors, but your internal factors are the biggest dependent variable for your career success. And I'm going to tell you why when we come back after the break. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we're back for part two of you, part two of your worthiness. And as I say that, I am reminded that most of what we carry with us in our worthiness are lessons that have been gained over the time of our lives. And they don't really always feel like lessons. Sometimes they feel like being shut down and being pushed back and told no. And those are all lessons for us, believe it or not. Um, one of the things I want to bring your attention to as we start this second half of the show is that I do have a free masterclass webinar to take a look at and learn some of the other aspects that may be affecting your worthiness. 
And you can access that anytime at mofall.com slash masterclass. I run it a couple of times a day. So you'll see when you hit on that um, mofall.com slash masterclass that there's some options for time slots. And feel free to choose the option that works best for you. It's great to watch it while it's um, playing at the time slot. You can watch the replay. There's a couple of days after uh, you sign up for it that we give you to watch the replay. So uh, great information there. It's my five shifts to bringing your soul to work. And most women who saw that uh, really took a lot of good actionable items from it. Um, some book their clarity call after that. So it's a complimentary clarity call is talked about in that webinar, but you can certainly take a lot of uh, good stuff from that webinar. Again, it's mofall.com slash masterclass. And you can learn more about the things I help our ladies overcome in my 12-week transformational kick-ass workshop. Let's go into your internal factors because that, like I said before the break, is the most significant aspect of claiming your worth. And why do I say it's your most significant aspect? Well, because in all the women we talk to in our clarity calls and all the women we've coached in our workshop, and it's been over 700 over the past five plus years, the major theme is that they're bringing more education, expertise, and experience to their role, to their company to their job than they're making. And if you look at all of those women who we've spoken to over the years, all of the women, the hundreds of women we've coached personally, specifically, and know the nitty gritty details of what's gone on, the thing that has stopped them is their inner worth. There's a few strategy pointers. There's a few better ways to ask for more. There's a few things that are more advantageous to do when you ask for more or ask for a promotion or ask for uh, something more. But what's really going on is that if you don't have the inner game at the right level, um, you're going to be at a loss. So here's the deal. You are worthy. You are very worthy. I'm sure that you're awesome. And if your external world, word, word, world, <laughs> if your external world of your value is all check, 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 check. But you're not advancing your worthiness in the external world. There's something going on inside that is a mismatch with what you bring to the table and how you feel about yourself. And the mismatch could be that you don't know how to talk about it. We deal with that a lot in the ladies we coach. That could be the mismatch. Usually when you don't know how to talk about it is because there's not enough fuel inside driving that conversation, that there's not enough 
internal value, turning the volume up of that conversation. So if you can't talk about your value and your worth, I'll tell you this, it's probably because you don't have a good believable story going on inside of what your worth is. And again, not your fault. No one's told you about it. No one's helped you. Chances are you have all sorts of evidence pointing in the direction of what's been happening. Well, this time I asked and it didn't happen. Someone else got promoted over me because someone else liked them more than me. Or perhaps you didn't in interview well for a new position in your company and someone else interviewed better. Perhaps you didn't advocate for all of the successes that you've had because you were told as a young person to keep your head down and not toot your own horn. All of these things get in your way. All of these shoulds get in your way of your own internal worth. Because your internal worth are tapes and messages that you're playing constantly. You may not even be aware of it. But those tapes are playing in there somewhere back in the recesses maybe. Sometimes they're playing right out front and you can feel it and you know it every day. A low worthiness level comes out in a lot of ways. Sometimes it comes out in overdoing it. Taking care of too much at home or at work. Taking on other people's problems. Sometimes a lower worthiness comes out in just feeling bad about yourself and therefore you put an ointment on it that's called shopping or drinking or Netflix binging or isolating or numbing out to games on your iPad or whatever you can do to not be thinking and feeling low about yourself. We tend to cover it up with a lot of normal defense mechanisms. From a practical perspective, our mind and the psychology of being a human being protects us from that internal pain. And the other big way that we cover up our lack of worthiness, the inner dialogue, is by blaming others. I didn't get this because of that. They don't like me as much as they do. I've always been discounted for my contributions by others. So we tell ourselves stories and point the finger at they. Because we have to, we have to find a reason why this is happening. Because there's very few people on the planet who say, you know what, I didn't get that promotion because I have bad self-talk. And my bad self-talk is really causing a problem. 
and that bad self-talk is being communicated into the quantum field. And the way I'm talking about myself, no one would ever possibly give me a promotion. Very few people, people are walking around with that awareness. So if you're not aware of it, you can't fix it. So if you can't fix a problem because you don't know about it, you're going to keep repeating the same steps and getting the same answer and thinking it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. And all along, it's you. Now, I don't like pointing the finger. I don't like increasing any shame or guilt that you might have about it. But I believe that the best way to help people achieve something more and fix their problems is by lovingly helping them see what's really going on inside. That's why my main mantra is bringing your soul to work. Honestly, you're bringing your soul to work every single day because it, it comes with. But if your soul is damp and dark and lonely and sad and feeling unworthy, you're bringing that soul to work. And that's your attractor pattern that you're going to see at work. Plain and simple. It's really an easy equation. But so many human beings are not prepared to solve that problem much less even understand that it's going on that way. Because human beings, we are all evolving. We are all gaining greater understanding of this spiritual nature of who we are. For hundreds of years, we believed that we had to pray to a God out there or up there who was judging us. And if we prayed hard enough, our judgment would be good judgment. That doesn't seem to suffice it so much for people anymore because we believe inherently the whispers inside of us are inherently reminding us that we have value and worth. And so now we have this conflict of all the things we were told that we didn't and that soul that's wanting to get our attention and whisper to us, Hey, there's more. Hey, you can do more. Hey, there must be something better in this world for you. And that gentle urging from inside wakes you up in the middle of the night. It causes you to feel some trepidation when you go back to work after being passed over. When you have to face things that aren't feeling good in your current role, but you know deep inside that you're worth more. There's something, got to be something better. But you see, you just don't know where to go and where to get it. And it's an inside job. And it's microsurgery sometimes. So inside you, you must, to uncover your value, you must know your limiting beliefs. You must begin to feel a level of a soul's vibration that is moving toward a feeling of empowerment and enthusiasm and optimism and capability, excitement. 
if those aren't the feelings you have every day, your soul is sick and needs help. If you're not getting your value in your career with the external factors, check, check, check. You've got to get your soul back into health. It's imperative, not just for you to have a good life, but for everyone around you, it's important. They may not know it, but let me tell you this. When you start to get your soul's health back, everyone in your life notices it. Everyone notices. We hear this all the time. Oh, my coworkers are asking me if I'm on diet or what I'm doing because I seem happier. I've had plenty of women in my workshop who say that their therapist wondered what was going on because all of a sudden they're happier and they've been in therapy for years. No offense, therapists. When you get your soul's vibrancy getting going in the direction of how awesome you are, you're able to fix this worthiness problem. Even if you get a better job for better money and you don't feel worthy inside, it is going to fall apart guaranteed. Look, I want you to get a better job today. Okay. I want you to be out there, get a better job, get a promotion, get a raise, boom, land it. If you're not in alignment with what that's all about, it will fail. It's just like putting a, a house on a foundation that isn't strong enough for the house. It's funny. I saw this in, um, what's the show on HGTV, uh, uh, where they fix up a house and then they also go look for a new house, love it or list it. So this is just like a job. <laughs> are you going to love your job or are you going to leave it? Um, and when we fix someone on the inside, this is a true story. Many times this has happened when we can get a soul back to its vibrancy and back to its health. It's funny how your current job and your current company looks better. Opportunities begin to happen and you're like, Oh, this really is a good place for me to be. Oh, I see that. Da, 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 da. So on love it or list it. One of the episodes I watched a couple of weeks ago, they were um, enhancing the basement in this house and also the kitchen above. And when they started to dig up the basement um, and start to lay plumbing or electrical or something, they realized that the footing for the big structural beam in the house wasn't strong enough to do all the work that they had to do in the house. So let's just pretend the details here that it was like a six inch footing of cement and that can only hold a certain amount of, of, of weight, of force upon it. So the footing, the concrete holding that beam needed to be double the size. So they had to dig out around it, dig out, dig out, dig out, dig out. And they had to pour new concrete into the footing to give the footing greater strength. And so your career goes on the same level. If you want to up level and enhance your career, but inside your inner strength isn't built strong enough for that. It's going to, it's going to cave in. It's not going to be supported enough. So you have to fix the internal value proposition. If you don't feel worthy of $200,000, but you've got the education, the expertise and the experience for it, you're not going to get that job and it's not going to hold out for you.
you've got to match up with all the beautiful treasure chest you bring to the table internally, your soul's health, your feelings of self-esteem are equal to your soul esteem. And you have to build that up so that it equals what the external stuff you bring to the table is. And this is what we do in our 12 week workshop all day long. There's no way I can get a woman's resume to be totally kick-ass and awesome if they're not feeling that way inside. Because if that's, if that inner light is dim, if the soul is feeling sick and not worthy, there's no way in the world that you can brag about yourself and articulate all the great things that you've done in your career. You just won't feel it and see it. You won't be able to bring it forward. It is the most true statement ever. So if your career is not working for you, I know for sure that a big component of it is inside of you, your soul's sense of esteem. So your worthiness has to be built from that. Now what's keeping it down? Why in the world, Mo, would my soul not be vibrating and vibrant and, and be full of life and energy? Well, I think you probably know why if this is you. I think if you want to start writing the list of the things that you've been dinged with all of your life, the list would be long. And probably if I asked you for the top five things that you've done in your life or your career, you might be able to come up with five. But most women that we work with, their list of what has gone wrong is a lot longer than the list of things they've done well, because they're now in such a negative bias because of how they've been hurt and injured internally. So your soul's vibrancy is so important. It is the richest part of you. And when it comes back alive, it will give you riches. You have to cast away your limiting beliefs. You have to cast away an identity or a sense of self that is holding you back. You have to break out of that box. You must begin to breathe life into your soul in a way that is going to match up with how awesome you are and with what great credentials of education, experience, expertise you have. And like I said in the first half of the show, if you don't have the education, the expertise, and the experience, it's going to be difficult to advance yourself. Most of the women we talk to on our complimentary clarity calls have the external pieces. They've just not known what to do with it. And the saddest part is that most women we work with have loans for their education still outstanding that they're still paying on. And I get that. You've got to leverage the education that you paid for dearly in the marketplace. Because if you're hanging on to a, a degree or a certification that's not being leveraged, you're kicking yourself inside and you're giving yourself all kinds of negative dialogue. I will guarantee you that. I get super excited when we have a new woman come into our workshop like we did yesterday, PhD. She's not certain of her strategy. She's not certain where she fits in with what she's done for, for her living so far. And she knows that there's something more for her. And she's sick and tired of feeling inauthentic with the roles that she's had and what's going on. 
and she wants to claim something greater for herself. And I know that we're going to help her get that because it's all internal work that she has to do. And when we get her feeling awesome and amazing and beautiful and gorgeous on the inside and help her practice that version of herself, she's going to see things in herself. She's going to see possibilities. She's going to see a more clearer strategy and she's going to allow us to help her lay that out. When she's not feeling good and positive and hopeful, she's not even going to be able to think about a strategy. I could have the best strategy in the world for someone, but if they don't think that they're worthy of that, if their limiting beliefs are covering them up with that'll never happen, those jobs don't exist, that's not possible for me. If those are the things that are going on internally, no great job will come. So we've got to get that soul, which is the footer, the stabilization for who you are and what you do with your career. We've got to get that built up. And here's the other tricky piece. Your soul esteem and the health or non-health of your soul is also where your money beliefs are. There's no way in the world that you can feel a little lousy and have this negative inner dialogue and have a great relationship with money. It doesn't, it's not, it's not possible. So you have to also get right with your relationship with money because money is important because it is the transfer of energy. When you work in this world, you are transferring energy of your education, your experience, and your expertise. Are you getting this at this equation here? So when you transfer that energy to another organization, to a company, to a department, to a team, to a project, when you transfer that value, that energy that you've expended to transfer that value comes back to you in the form of energy called money. And that value of money that you feel worthy of is going to matter a lot. And when we get that all revved up and all on the same level of awesomeness, we then help our ladies land beautiful, wonderful jobs that feel great. That's the special soul surgery and career up-leveling that we do in our workshop. And I wanted to put those ingredients together for you so that you truly understand what's perhaps happening in your career and what's happening in your soul. And they both must be vibing at a high level for you to feel awesome and paid well for your worth to be awesome and great. You have to be that version of you. In the quantum world, that has to go together. And that's where we're living. Humanity has, has eclipsed into the quantum world. Yes, we're living a three-dimensional experience. Linear, there's a lot of that going on. But you are a quantum soul. You are in the quantum field. You are in the infinite divine field. You've got to play in that game 
and do the things to bring yourself and your soul to life, to a higher level, to have the career that works for you and feels awesome. It all must line up. And when it doesn't, you're going to get symptoms of being out of alignment. And this happens faster now than ever because of where we are as humanity has continued to expand. And now in the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, coming through the pandemic, this misalignment is going to matter more. You're going to feel the hurt more. You're going to feel the disconnect more. And it's super important to get it fixed so that you can live in the world of where human beings are and we are expanding rapidly. Your soul's vibrational alignment with who you are in the outside world must match up for you to be happy in this world and satisfied and fulfilled. It's no longer possible for human beings to live out of alignment. You will suffer. And that is your indication that it's not right. This is Mo Fall at MoFall.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.